Welcome to Save Podcast, a podcast where we capture conversations over coffee. I'm Corey. I'm Amia. And today we have with us um, a new hire of Freedom Fellowships. He would be intern level one. And he's doing a pretty good job. His name's Josh Vote. Oh, yeah, Vote. V O G T. But V-O-G. like pronounced it like you're voting on something. Yeah. Okay. Where does your last name come from? His parents, probably. Mm. <laughs> I just picked that out of a hat. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. No, I think um, I've like looked it up and it's like a German name. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Kind of. My dad says like, like my family's like pretty Scottish though, but I know like the last name is German. Yeah. Do you, um, has your parents ever told you like how, is there another way to pronounce it or a correct way to pronounce it? Sounds like there should be more phlegm on it, you know? <laughs> That's what Oh, like from like the motherland, yeah. how they say yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, that sounds uh, right. I don't think so. Vult. But I know like my whole life, it's been like people mispronounce it because they'll be like, oh, is it like Voigt? Like there's no mm-hmm. I in it, but they're like, oh, I know there's a last name. That's weird. Or like Vocht or like mm. See, that's Vot. Sounds, that does sound yeah. German. With the, with the K. Yeah. yeah, that sounds yeah. like a German way. <laughs> I like look at your last name and I'm I can't even comprehend like how would I say that? I don't know. But now I know how to say it, so I'm like just ignore That's the word. Josh Vogd. 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 Yeah, I yeah I'm pretty used to it, so it's all right. It's all right. I I understand having a difficult to pronounce name. It is very lame. You have no idea. Corey Tartar. No, no, no. I'm not saying like. Sarcastically, I'm literally like literally saying you have no idea. A Mia Muller is I don't know how you can get anything different. Are you joking? Amia Mueller. Yeah. Like first of all, Mueller? so you many people Mueller? that I like closely know do not know how to say my last name. That's not the issue though. My first name, people literally Sorry, Todd Muller. <laughs> people for very frequently, almost most of the time that they say my name for the first time, mm-hmm. they don't say it correctly. Like I would say Five percent of the time that happens. What do you get? Amia, Amia, Amia. Oh, that was my name. Kind of. Uh, Amaya. Amaya. I don't know. A bunch of stuff like that. So I've gotten Amelia. I've gotten like <laughs> Amalia. Um, well, Amy. Well, I think those last three are. I didn't read this fully. I just. I don't know, man. Those last three seem like a quick glance, like. A- Amy. I don't, Amia. Uh, yeah. No. It seems like one of those things. Like, Amy. No, Amia. Uh, no, no, no. I've had teachers that have called me Amy many, many, many times. Like, looking at my name, and, like, every time they look at my name, they say Amy. I apologize. It's fine. Whatever. Anyway, I have a really important question for Josh. I've been sitting on this one for nine minutes. So, my first question is, can you think of a synonym for the word intuitive that starts with a C? We just went over this. Um, so we decided it was common sense. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, we just spent uh, a good 10 minutes um, trying to figure out uh, common sense. Yeah. Trying to figure out how to, what word I was looking yeah. for. Because Corey was describing Josh. Yeah. And he was trying to say that he had common sense, but it, it took No, he was saying time. he had book smarts, not street smarts. Oh. And I was like, uh, yeah, it's like... 
Uh, what like is you have it? no common sense. What's funny is like I've been trying so long to figure out the word comments or the words common sense. Well, it should be common sense to know. Yeah. Sense, you know? Yeah. It's and I said it was a pet irony. peeve that people don't know common sense. I have no common sense. Yeah. You literally and did not I know just lived out my my pet peeve. That's so meta. This is what do they call it? Oh no. Is that a fourth wall break or no? I yeah, that's what I was feeling. A paradox. Oh, yeah. But we're also breaking the fourth wall because we're talking about our conversations prior to recording. I mean, we're hitting new levels on our podcast. We're doing so many things here. Yeah. It's getting getting pretty good. Have you listened (laughs) to our podcast before? Yes, I have. I think I've listened to like the first like five episodes and then I just kind of like forgot about it. Like the actual first five episodes? Started with like Joe and Fred and then like... Kamaya was there. Mm-hmm. I listened to Corey's, Amia's. Thank you for saying my name right. Appreciate of it. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Amy Mueller. Amy. <laughs> well, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. They're really good. So. We paid him to say that. Yeah. He didn't say that when we bossed him. <laughs> yeah. Slips yeah. twenty under the table. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Have you listened to our podcast? <laughs> um, <laughs> where were you born, Josh? Oh, um, so I, when I like talk about like where I was like born and then raised, it's Mm -hmm. like I was born like in Akron, but then like was raised for my first two years of life in uh, Stowe, Ohio. Oh, really? Actually, yeah. This is going to be so fun learning about you, dude, (laughs) because I see you frequently now. Um, Did you go to Stowe schools? No, so my dad taught at Stowe, actually. So, like, the plan was, like, to have me in Stowe, Mm -hmm. um, along with, like, my two younger sisters who, like, weren't born yet. But, like, that was the plan. Mm -hmm. Um, But I guess, like, we live next to a, uh, like, a drug house. Nice. Um, So my parents were, like... (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny because I was going to say that. (laughs) We're good co-hosts. Mm-hmm. Go on, Josh. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, my parents were like, oh, maybe it's not such a good idea to, like, raise our kids, like, right next to that. So um, my mom's sister just had bought a house in uh, Rootstown. So we were like, okay. My mom and dad are like, let's just, like, move next to them because there's a house apparently right down the road. Mm-hmm. So moved to Rootstown when I was, like, two years old, a little over two years old. Mm-hmm. Where do you live in Stowe? Um, I think I think yeah, the street was like Marhofer. Oh yeah, oh, I pass yeah. that one all the time. It's like a brick house. I think I've been next to it. Do you know where uh, Osage is? Osage Street. Yes. I don't think so. It's right next to Marhofer. I used oh. to live there. I lived in like five different places in Stowe. So hmm. you were right to apologize. Probably. <clears throat> yeah. How? That's not what I meant. That's not the word I meant to say. Sorry. It's interesting to me that you say Rootstown because I've always heard that the authentic way to say it is Rootstown, but you don't say that. Mm. Some people say Rootstucky. Rootstucky. That's a common one too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> bet you didn't know that. Well, maybe I did. So anyway. It's a southern drawl. <laughs> so you lived there all the way up until you went to school, to college? Um. So... 
lived in Roostown up until actually, I actually moved out for the first time this past August, so almost a year ago. Like, I've only been living on my own for still a little less than a year now, actually. That's exciting. And how old are you? I am 22. Yeah. Young but old at the same time is what I feel like. (laughs) That is so dramatic. You're just young. You do look like uh, you can, you'd be pushing 30. <laughs> what? Yeah. I get like 25, 26. I'm like, I could see it. I'm yeah. like, oh, that hurts me. Like, take off your head. 57. No. No, I'm just kidding. I'm like definitely 29. Grandfather. <laughs> no, 29 for sure. 29. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I rarely see you without a hat these days. Oh, yeah. It's, it's just like... I mean, one, it's like it's hot out and it's yeah. summer, so it's like can't get sunburned, you know, because that really hurts. Oh, I forgot. It's happened. Hey, Amen. I just found it out. You guys don't yeah. have like lots of hair. Yeah. That makes sense. Yep. Um, for those um, not watching our podcast, uh, uh, Josh has a nice shiny head as well as I. Mine has a little hair, but I'm starting to bald on top. But, um, that's why I asked him to take off his hat. He looks older without the hat. Yeah. You can put your hat back on, man. I'm not forcing you to keep it off. No, it feels good. It's actually hot with hat on. That's I'll fine. I'll do the same. Yeah. Whoa. Amia is cold. <laughs> um, so, yeah, did you, um, did your parents go to church? Yeah. So, my parents raised us, like, as Christians in a Christian household. I know, like, my my mom and my dad both became Christians, like, f- I think my dad was, like, f- around the age of 30 when he became, like, I think, like, a what you'd call maybe, like, a true walking Christian, mm-hmm. like, I think was raised in a church, but, like, was kind of just, like, this is just, like, not really my thing or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't quote me on that, <laughs> but... Um, mom was also raised Christian, but like, wasn't, I think it was, she was in like a, a church that like preached very like harshly where it's like, oh, every sermon is like, repent or you're going to hell. Mm-hmm. That's like the common theme. Yeah. So she had a lot of trouble like from that, I think. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Um, so you're the oldest of your siblings? Yes, I am 22, the middle is let me get this right mm. um she just turned 21 in february and then the youngest just turned 18 in march yeah so you're all a little near each other yeah that's cool and so did uh was it a non-denominational church that you guys uh went to growing up yeah that's how i always like think about it um I always forget this thing that like Kyle said though. It's like the Christian Alliance. The Christian Alliance, mm-hmm. I think, is like what it actually is. It's mm-hmm. like supports missionaries. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the CMA. Mm, that's what, Christian yeah. Missionary Alliance. Yeah, yeah. That sounds right. That's cool. And that was uh, in the same city that you were in, Rootsucky. Actually, no. Um, that's the church I went to growing up was in Talmadge, okay. Talmadge Alliance. So it was like. We drove like about 15 minutes away to church. And I think that was because my, so my mom and dad were going to Stowe Alliance. And mm-hmm. then like after moving away from Stowe, 
uh, I think they knew some people like in Talmadge Alliance. So they were like, let's go there instead. Cause we didn't really have like too many connections like yeah. in Rootstown first going there. So I think that's, sense. that's how it ended yeah. up. Hmm. Did you like it? Yes. That was like a second home to me when uh-huh. I was younger. Yeah. Like I, I definitely still would say like I have a pretty like strong feeling when I think about that place. Yeah. Um, I still go like to visit the pastor who's there now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not the same one that we had or that I had, but uh, the building itself and like the people who like some of them that still go there, I like have a very strong like feeling connection to them. Just I think growing up there for mm-hmm. 12 years, it was like, I describe it as like a second home at some point. Yeah. 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 So when did you actually receive Christ? Um, I think I'm in that that boat of like when I was like six, seven, eight years old. Yeah. It was like I know at some point that's probably when it was, but I was that kid. My mom would always say this is like every week I would like go to Sunday school and it's like yeah. afterwards like mom I got saved again. That's <laughs> really funny. And it's just like I think it really did happen, but it's like. Yeah. the kids like you get the message again and it's like oh that was so cool again yeah. I think it's one of those things okay that actually because same but the way that you said that I feel like is would be really cool if we actually lived our lives like that like it's like a very like childlike faith to every day be so excited because I got saved again yes today is the day of salvation mm. turn back to the Lord today mm. I don't know I that is just a really random thought but like no, that's let's good. celebrate every day and come back to the Lord today yeah. Yeah. I I agree. That is actually really cool. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. We should be more like Josh. Yeah. When you were younger. Do you still do that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We should still be doing that. Um were you ever um so as a kid you were just like uh these are these teachings are cool. I'm assuming you went to like the little youth groups and stuff they had. Yeah, so there was like Sunday school for like the kids every Sunday, but then also went to like Awanas they mm. had on like Wednesday mm. nights and then like VBS, which is like vacation Bible school. And then my dad actually, like when he was like pretty high up in leadership, he was doing like, he did summer camps for three years where it would be like a week, um, a week long thing, sort of just like for kids who are maybe aren't like, I don't know, comfortable with being like in a church. It would be like do fun activities, but also like there's a Bible like yeah. message in yeah. there. Yeah. So we do that too. That's cool. That's cool. So what did your dad do in leadership in the church? Uh, he was an elder for oh, wow. quite a while. And then he was the head elder uh, for the last few years we were there. He actually like, when they were like switching pastors towards the end, he like took over like basically being like the interim pastor, like mm-hmm. would, he would preach on Sunday. Um there's like a little more that goes into that, but essentially he was like pretty well, like, I don't know if you want to say established, but he was like yeah. up there yeah. and he would like, he'd be someone who you'd go to, like, if you're like, Hey, can you like teach on this Sunday or whatever? It's like, mm-hmm. or has like elder role or whatever. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, so you went to, uh, Rootstown schools, um, I didn't know those existed, to be honest. They're very small. So what is it literally yeah. just called like Rootstown Middle School, High School? Yeah, Rootstown local schools. They just have like 
elementary, middle, and high school, literally all like within, like it feels like they're the same building because they're so close in like proximity. Yeah, that's so yeah. Funny. Um, so what was um, hey, what was your child like? Child life like like growing up? Were you? What would you say your stereotype was, or what mm-hmm. clique did you fit in? <laughs> um, that's interesting because, like, I was I did go to Rootstown for school, but like, I was actually homeschooled for let's see. So, my parents didn't put me in. Let's see. Oh, no, yeah. So, I they tried to put me in kindergarten at like the normal age. I don't know what age that is, but I like was so much of like, I don't know if you want to say like a mama's boy, but Mm. I was just like, I cried like Mm. so much Mm. when they would like leave me. So like they literally like took me back Mm. and then homeschooled me, tried to put me back in third grade and like basically didn't let it like, they were like, no, you're, you're staying like in third grade. So like I started in third grade, had like some trouble though. Cause like if you're homeschooled, sometimes it's like you maybe don't learn at the same pace that like yeah. the schools like putting kids through. Yeah. So, but like when I actually started, I was more of like the kid who just like try to do everything right and perfect. Cause I didn't want to get yelled at or like get put in detention. Yeah. Um, had like some trouble making friends, but I was like doing, trying like sports and stuff. So like I did have friends like through that, but it was like, weird because at that time I was still going to church I was still like being like yeah like a Christian kid who was like just trying to do like generally do the right thing Mm -hmm. so I guess that's like the stereotype if you want to call it like that and so like Jesus to you as a younger kid was he um your god or was he um yeah like the cosmic butler was he Policeman. distant? Um, did he just come to tell you, hey, you're a sinner? What was he like to you? Um, <clears throat> I, I would say, like, I didn't have, like, this is interesting, because, like, if I'm asked this question, I want to say, like, I think he was, like, he was just, he was God to me, like, Jesus and, like, God. I could, I could pretty confidently say that like I didn't have like the thought that he was like a dictator in the sky like cosmic policeman he was like Mm -hmm. he like loves me and he like wants to know me have a relationship with me and like the bible like would always be like super intriguing to me and I thought like wow like this is like really cool I love the stories in here and like yeah I like believe that he like was real and he died for my sins and I think like to that extent I was like had a pretty pretty solid like belief and foundation Hmm. as a Christian kid. Yeah. That's really cool. I don't really know you that well, but I feel like from the second that I met you, that was the impression that I got that like, I don't want to say that you were like self-sufficient because that doesn't really work, but like very much just were into the word and into God and like wanted to be about what he was about, which is probably how you ended up here. But I think that, characteristic of who you are like has continued throughout your life I think that's what I'm trying to say Hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah like I don't know I 
I definitely appreciate that, like, when you say that, but it's, like, that's definitely not, like, the whole story. Yeah, like, there's, yeah. of course, yeah. There's always, like, there's always, like, that part of me who's, like, I've always been that kid, but, like, I definitely wasn't for a few years. But it happens to the best of us. Yeah. <laughs> but you had the foundation. Yes, definitely. very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when did you stop uh, going to uh, the Talmadge Church you were going to? Yeah, so this this part sort of, like, ties into, like, I would say, like, my testimony in mm-hmm. a way, where it's, like, um, leaving that church sort of, like, started a chapter in my life where it was, like, this was when things started to, like, get a little rocky in life for me, and it was, like, I don't want to say like a really bad thing, but like it definitely contributed to, yeah, big part of my testimony. Um, So I was around 12 years old. So this would be like. Eighth grade. Yeah, I think like. Or isn't it like you're like around 12 years old in fifth grade and you go into middle school at like 13 because like 15 is like freshman. I was thirteen when I was freshman, Same. but young. But I think I think twelve is like six, seven. I don't know. It varies, but yeah, um, yeah. Whatever. Anyway, not important. <laughs> but yeah, like around like the age of twelve years old. Um, basically, like my family had. I what I always say is like my family had like a falling out with our church. Um, had to do with like the shifting of like the pastors, a new guy was coming in cause the, um, the pastor that was not going to be the pastor anymore. He was doing some things. We'll just say that. And, uh, my dad had to take over some extra leadership for a mm-hmm. while while they were figuring that out. And I mean, obviously no one's perfect. And like the church probably gave him a little bit more like trouble than, they maybe should have like didn't have as much grace with the situation. And so he was getting some heat. My mom was taking some of that just because she was also like on the worship team and like people were like, Oh, like saying this or that because your husband is doing this or that. Um, Hmm. So essentially it wasn't a great situation for them. And I don't think they wanted us like us kids to like have any of that. Um, backlash or come off on us so they were like all right just one day we're just not going anymore um that's that's what i remember is like just one day we weren't going anymore yeah it's pretty like pretty sudden but i don't like i don't remember too greatly to detail like how that was but i know like we weren't there one day and then we were like bouncing around to like other churches for a while yeah trying to like find something else that fit Mm -hmm. and we tried maybe like I don't know three or four different churches over maybe a year or two and they weren't really working so my parents were just like all right like if you guys don't want to go to church like you don't have to we're not gonna force you to like because I remember like we didn't have a good time going to other places because they just didn't feel like the same yeah yeah And I think being who we were as kids, like myself, I can speak for myself where it's like, 
I have trouble like making new friends. And I think as a kid, it was like, I'm, I was way more introverted than I am yeah. now. Um, so I think that was a huge yeah. factor. It's also a really hard time to be put into a new place when you're like yeah. pubescent and small. <laughs> it's a bad time. Yeah, definitely. It was, I don't think I realized like that it was actually like a really big deal to kind of be, I don't know, not like blindsided, but it was like definitely like a huge yeah. shift where I was like, whoa, like what's happening? Why yeah. is, why is it this way? Why aren't we still going there? Mm. Um, but then, yeah, so we were basically told myself and my two sisters, like, eh, you guys don't have to go to church. Like, just like, we'll try to do like family church, family devotional, um, once a week. And that like slowly became like less and less interesting to us. And like, oh, we already know this, like, this isn't fun. Like just our lame dad talking to us. And it's like, he's not, but it's like, yeah, that's yeah. what we were thinking. Of course. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was left at age 12. And then like for, yeah, about like nine, 10 years, it was kind of just like living life, doing the Christian kid, like just doing good things, trying, trying to do good things, go to school, uh, sports. I was like, track cross country uh for me so that was like pretty much all the rest of my time was taken up by that mm -hmm. school and that um and my sisters maybe a little different story for them like what they did but they also did sports yeah but yeah that was kind of that was my life like for a while um and I forget how this question started but like that was probably how it was until about like age 21 ish. Yeah. Hmm. And, uh, what'd you go to, what made you decide to go to Kent? Um, a few different things. <clears throat> so Kent is only like 15 minutes away from Rootstown. Yeah. So it's yeah. like had that very close option where it's like, okay, um, I can like live at home and save money. Yeah. Um, they also gave me like a, a scholarship, academic scholarship. So that was also like more money that, uh, I'd be saving. And, um, I had been taking college classes actually my last two years of high school. So mm -hmm. like, and that was at Kent or through Kent, either mm -hmm. online or in person. Um, so I had like credits already, like that would count like automatically. Yeah. Yeah. So I was already like ahead in terms of like I would start college at like 18 as a freshman or maybe 19 but I was already like almost a junior in terms of credits going mm -hmm. in so it was like literally a no-brainer in terms of like where I would be going to school yeah, yeah. which was good because it was like I have a huge like pool of school options but it's like this one just like is bright flashing just yeah. like hey like yeah. i am here i have all the the green flags to go yeah. here so yeah that's interesting so this is like not really important but you i'm assuming you could have graduated much earlier but you changed your major right oh yes yeah um so when i was choosing my major like as a freshman i wasn't really sure like what i wanted to do um Science has always been like one of my like favorite and main. Gross. 
I'm sorry for you. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Um, I mean, I get it. Like, it's not for everybody. Like, other subjects aren't for me. But science was always, like, something I got pretty easily. Yeah. My dad was a science teacher. And, like, when we were kids younger, he would always be like, oh, like, that tree is a whatever. Yeah. And, like, would just give us little, like, That's science cool. lessons. <laughs> I, I love that about him. Like, Aww. it was sometimes annoying. But, like, I... At my core, I'm like, I love that about him. Yeah. He was a, this is an Aspen tree. You can tell it's an Aspen by the way it is. <laughs> <laughs> the nature walk guy. I love that. Um, but yeah, I was like trying to decide on a major and I was like, well, science is cool. I'm going to do something like that. Um, and I remembered like, I like biology or like not, not biology, anatomy specifically. Like learning about the human body, I thought was like, one of my favorite like distinctions of science mm -hmm. um and like i actually don't know how i got to this like decision in my head but i was like i like sports too and i think like being um being a runner it's like i know that that is a sport but like i've tried many different sports like in my life and i'm like i've enjoyed them all i'm not like really good at any of them but i like sports mm. um so I was like, okay, what has all of those like in common? And I basically came to this like uh, this option or these options between like exercise science or athletic training. And I don't really know what the, like the what pushed me over the edge, but I was like, athletic training seems cool because like you get to like go to the games and like. Yeah. Um, help people out like directly instead of like exercise science is just more like research and a lot mm -hmm. of like testing in the lab and stuff like that. Yeah. And I was like, uh, ah, I don't think I want to do like research or stuff like that. So that's where I landed on athletic training. But to get to your point about like graduating early. So with some majors, it's like you have to take, um, certain classes at like certain points in what, most people go through is like four years of yeah. school. So it's like in year one, fall semester, you'll take these two classes, spring semester, these two classes yeah. and so on. What's also very annoying about athletic training was that there's like clinical hours that you have to do and you can't like get ahead on that. Yeah. Like even if you did a bunch of credits before going in. So for me, it was like, oh, I'm very much ahead and it doesn't, it doesn't matter anymore. Well, it, like, actually did matter, but, like, in terms of graduating early, it didn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it... You still it, had to be there. Oh, yeah. It was... It was good, though. It actually ended up being the best thing for me. Um, yeah. But it was, like... At first, I was like, oh, it doesn't, like, matter that I had all these credits. But then it was like, okay, because you took all these credits, you don't have to, like, focus as much on your, like... Um, what do they call it? Like the Kent core. Yeah. Yeah. I had a lot of that That's already nice. done. So it was nice. Cause yeah. it was like, I don't have to worry about that. Um, and I could focus on like the, uh, the major requirement classes yeah. and then like clinical hours and stuff. So it, it did like have its like advantages, but mm -hmm. there were like some drawbacks too, but yeah, that's yeah. what I'll say. So where, was the Lord in all this? Because obviously, like, what's happening is you leave your church, you start sports and do sports with the rest of your life. Not, okay, 
that was not an accurate time frame. You do sports for a long period of time. Then you come to school, you like declare your major, like all these like things are happening, but like, what is your relationship? relationship? Yeah. Nice job. When, <laughs> ah, Great sorry, minds think mic. alike. Yeah. Uh, we have the best minds, but <laughs> anyway, yeah. What is your relationship with the Lord? Like in those times? So yeah, like grew up in a Christian household mm-hmm. and that was like how we did life for many years until I was 12. Yeah moved out of church and just like slowly and slowly it was like my um my time spent with the lord doing like studying the bible or like being around christians just like got less and less like as like the months and then years went on and eventually it was just like my dad would go to church every sunday and we would all just sleep in. It's a normal day. It doesn't really like feel like a special day. Yeah. We would maybe go to church on like Christmas or like Easter holiday yeah. stuff. Um, if I was asked about it, like, oh, like, aren't you a Christian? I'm just like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Like, yeah. it was just like a label that yeah. like was like your Christian family or your Christian because like you just are one yeah. in your family is what you're what you're called. Mm. Um, but I, maybe for many different reasons, just like, it just like, wasn't really a part of my life and how I always describe it is like, I had the Lord with me, but like, I basically was just like, you're going to be just like kind of pushed down in terms of like, I need to put all these other things on top of you and you're just like going to get yeah. lower and lower on my yeah. like what, what I think about in priorities. Mm-hmm. Um, and like to be like perfectly honest, it's like I would rarely if ever think about like God or like my Bible or like should I be doing these like looking at this? It's like not important to me. Like it doesn't. I wouldn't even maybe say that. It's like, it just like, it never like came to mind. Like it was yeah. like, that's, that's my old life. Like mm. from a time, like I barely remember like, Oh, it was cool. Like church. I remember being like a good thing, but like, it's not relevant right now. Or I don't, I don't see the reasoning. Like, why would I devote time away from myself to like, look at this? Cause I already like, I already know I'm saved maybe yeah. deep down. Yeah. It's not important. It's not like, yeah, it's not a priority, I guess, yeah. which mm. really sucks that I was like thinking like that. Mm. But the yeah. turnaround was like, it made it, it made a lot of sense, like why that happened actually. This, uh, because uh, when we went to lunch last week, mm-hmm. it oh. uh, makes it um, that much cooler to hear how the Lord intervened in your life. In mm-hmm. a, a pretty unique, cool way. And so I definitely want to hit on that. So you're getting to the point where you're just like, I'm going to switch my major, right? And uh, so talk about that, how you got invited out to our fellowship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is like definitely my favorite part of like the whole <laughs> the whole story. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> to line this up in my head correctly. So yeah, freshman year start out in athletic training and like right away I could tell like this is going to be a very like heavy major where it's like 
they're throwing all this stuff at you. It's like, okay, you get 20 clinical hours like per week mm. to do. And I was like, that's like a part-time job, yeah. like besides school mm-hmm. and like learning all these things. <clears throat> so like I knew that right away I was going to be extremely like wound up with school. And I was okay with that for a while. I was like, I think I'm a, I'm a, like a planner. So it was like in my head, I'm like, okay, we're going to, do all these things it might be pretty hard but I think like I can do it Mm -hmm. and I don't know I'm pretty good at school like I would say the one thing that I if someone asked me like what your skills are it's like I'm a I can do good at school like (laughs) I don't know I don't know I feel that (laughs) um grades were always like super big for like what I wanted to like uh make sure my parents knew like I I can do this I can get an A I can make you proud and like mm-hmm. all that but the skill of like being good at school was like never a doubt in my mind I was like I if I like work hard at it I'll be fine in this major so freshman year is a lot of stuff clinical hours in school not really time for anything else and I think that started like chipping away at me slowly I was just like really drained a lot and yeah it was kind of like school was like the only thing I could do or focus on and I like I think slowly started to to notice like how like in a way like how pointless it was but I was like well I have to I have to do it because like I have to do it because yeah no way out yeah can't can't be anything else to do I don't know. Um, And then let's see, this was, yeah, my freshman year in the spring semester. That was when COVID uh, came to town in uh, (laughs) March. And I remember it was like, I think March 10th. I like, I took a picture like of my screen that said like Kent State shutting down because of like COVID. Yeah. Um, It's like locked into my core (laughs) memories. Um, So we were like sent home. The whole deal of like, oh, it'll only be like three weeks and you'll be back. Yeah. We weren't back in three <laughs> weeks. Um, but yeah, like school switched to like online and I was like really stressed out. I was like, am I going to be able to like learn this and like keep it down? Like, yeah. and I think with um, being at home, that added a new, like, a new, like, weight on my shoulders I guess where it was like I already had school and now I have to be like locked away at home Mm -hmm. and I I am like a person where I I used to be a lot more where it's like being at home is like where I'm most comfortable because like there aren't any there's no stresses or there aren't as many um so we were like doing school finishing that up being at home was kind of hard for me um but like school ended summer sophomore year started with my major, it was one that they, the, I guess the university was like, because this is like a healthcare field, we have to allow them to like do things in person to learn. So that's cool. I mean, it is cool, but it was also like a lot of hassle where like yeah. we had to get like, um, we had to like wash our hands and everything before putting you on, wash your hands, wash your hands <laughs> before putting on like safety equipment, like yeah. gloves, mask, yeah. Yeah. face shield. And then continued, like, doing school, like, in person, even though, like, the campus was, like, pretty much dead because everyone had to do, like, online stuff. Yeah. 
And I think um, sophomore year was the huge thing for me where um, for athletic training, your freshman and sophomore year is like you're not technically like in the the program. Yeah. You have yeah. to like pass an interview and like get a certain amount of like things done before they let you in because you're not like, I don't know, you're just not ready to be like in the program that's like going to be like you're dedicated to yeah. it essentially. It's like a testing period. Yeah, that's probably a good way to say it, like a testing or like training period yeah. mm -hmm. of some sort. Um, so sophomore year essentially is not as important to talk about like the ending is, but basically went through the whole year. COVID was like the ongoing thing. It was always like things are inhibited because of COVID and like have to do all these steps to do things that used to be like really easy to do. And that added another stress like on my shoulders. And by this point, um, I was sort of like, oh, like this is still okay, but like this isn't like as what I wanted it to be or like I'm not really being fulfilled by it. Yeah. Like school is like the only thing going on, like mainly, and that was kind of hard. Um, I think I'll say this now because it makes it a lot more clear later. Um, I think around, yeah, I was like 18, 19, I think I'd be about 20 by this point. Um, I was definitely dealing with like a lot of stuff like behind the scenes. Um, not sure how much I'll say, but, um, I mean, I know we were kind of like joking about it earlier, but it's like me, like losing my, my hair, like at mm. a very young age was like pretty hard for me actually. Um, mm. very like demoralizing and like mm. embarrassing. And like around this time I had like started like shaving my head pretty like pretty low mm. and it was always like a real struggle for me to like go into a room even inside and like have my hat off because I'm like everyone's like staring at me and it's like the worst thing ever mm -hmm. um and like it still is hard for me today but it's like not as bad as it used to be because I was like oh my gosh like I'm a teenager like this is like mm. not how it should be um and I was also like because I had a lot of like stress in my life, I was like turning to like pornography and like other things to like help me cope. And like with COVID, it was like just so easy to like, I'm at home, I have nothing mm -hmm. else making me happy. I'm just gonna like drown myself in like maybe video games, TV. And then like the only thing that can get me like more like dopamine or like a feel good in my head is like, like porn. And that was definitely like something I hadn't really touched as a young kid, which I think is for people my age is like not, maybe not really rare, but it's like, it's definitely not as common or like, usually yeah. it's like maybe middle school, high school, it mm -hmm. definitely happens. But I think it was like, in a way I was very much like, um, I'd say like, I'm blessed that I yeah. wasn't like, yeah. what wasn't like an issue for me until yeah. college still not good but yeah. it's um, like some level of preservation from the lord probably yeah i think i see that now as like yeah. he was holding off on like he was like protecting me for maybe more than some people get yeah um but yeah that was a huge thing for me like sophomore year i remember especially like 
I don't know, it specifically like pornography, like consumed a certain part of me that I was like, I would think about it a lot during the day. And it's like, I can't like, not like can't wait to get home. I'm like going to leave class, but like I would leave class and be like, okay, now what is the most important thing is like to get home so I can like feel better or whatever. Yeah. Um, so then basically sophomore year is about to end and like, life is very like all over the place for me. And I'm like, I have to make a decision about like, am I going to stay in this major? Because they did like interviews for like the students. They were like, okay, Mm -hmm. can you get into the program or not? Um, junior year is like, you really start doing like main things and ending sophomore year. I was like struggling with that. I was like, should I change my major? Should I stay in it? Um, what am I going to do with the rest of my life if I stay in it or if I change? Yeah. And my last few weeks of school were like really hard with finals and also thinking about that. Um, summer after sophomore year came and I think this was like, I didn't know it at the time, but it was like a lot of spiritual attack was happening where it was like, I for some reason decided that I would be like, try to work like basically like close to 40 hours in the summer, like doing, um, lifeguarding. And it was like way too much for me. I don't know exactly if it was like because of the work or because of the spiritual attack or combination, but it was like an overwhelming amount of schedule or scheduling of the job. And it was like being outside all the time and like, as a lifeguard, you see a lot of ladies out there. And if you're like going home and you're like, Oh, I have to like, I don't know, deal with this or whatever. Um, so like more pornography would be consumed. And like, that was my main thing. It would be like work, watch pornography, work, repeat. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'd say like, this is, probably like one of the lower probably the lowest point in my life if I had to like say that mm-hmm. um end of the end of sophomore year beginning of summer and throughout the summer was just like going through it not telling anybody about it was just like and also like as a guy you might have that like thing where it's like I don't want to share my feelings with people and didn't necessarily either feel like I had someone who would listen or would want to hear it Mm -hmm. um and my parents at this point also weren't having a very good relationship and not to blame them but it was like it also didn't feel like I could go to them with Mm -hmm. a lot of things um so I got to a point in the that year before junior year started, I was like very low point, basically came to a a day. I don't remember what day it was, but I was like, just, I had a freak out and I like went outside and I remember this specifically, it was like raining and no one was home. And I just like went outside and I was like, basically like screamed or like cried out to God. I was like, what? Like, yeah. I guess I'll say like, what the fuck? Like what is happening right now? Like I need you to like do something. Cause like I can't handle this. I can't do this. 
And I think it was just like my inner child was just like, I need help. Like, I, mm. I don't know who to like talk to. I know, like I remembered like my childhood, like probably in that moment, I was like, when was like a good time for me? Like, when was I not feeling like this? Mm. And it just kind of like all came back to like God or like Jesus. Like he, he's a good guy. I know that at the very least, yeah. like, let me, let me ask him for help. Um, mm. and very like soon after that, I decided to reach out to my, uh, he would be my old pastor, um, from Talmadge Alliance, which actually is the, the current pastor. So he was not the pastor I had actually, it was the new pastor that came in as I was like, as we were leaving the church and I like sort of knew him for a little. Yeah. I think I knew him like for maybe a few weeks, maybe a month before we left the church. And he was like the first person that like popped into my head about Mm -hmm. like who I talked to about the Lord with, because I didn't feel comfortable with my dad or mom. Um, So I like went and talked to him. And didn't really know like what to say. Cause I was like, I don't, I haven't seen you in like yeah. 10 years, but like, mm-hmm. let me just like open up to you. Cause I think it's maybe easier to do that with someone who doesn't like, they're not going to be like, Oh, but like, I've seen your whole life up to here. Like yeah. he didn't have that. Like, I guess he only knew me from when I was 12 years old or something. Yeah. So I like open up to him about stuff that had been going on and like eventually kind of like dragged out. Like I've been dealing with like a lot of very bad like thoughts Mm. and he worked with me for a little bit, um, during the summer, just like, was like, Hey, like, let's like talk about this or like, let's read a little bit in the Bible. Let's like start getting you like, I guess like in the word at the very least. And I actually went out to a few Bible studies, like men's Bible studies they had, but it was like all old guys. Um, I think the closest person to me was like in his forties or something. So it was like, I can't really like relate to these, these guys. And Mm -hmm. they, some of them actually knew, like it was weird how like some of them were still like alive and like kicking around after, <laughs> after 10 years. That's no, some really of them weren't funny. that old, but, um, <clears throat> if anyone's listening from Thomas Lyons church, <laughs> um, but yeah, basically like my pastor, um, pastor Zach, he was like, it's really cool. You're coming out to stuff, but like, you don't really have like, anyone here who can like relate to your life stage and kind of give you like what you need. So he was like, I'm going to urge you to like look into it at, uh, at school. Cause Kent has like, he was like, I know they have like crew and like mm-hmm. things and organizations, Christian organizations. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, I would like definitely urge you to like look into that. I was like, suggestion. okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. It ended up being like, obviously the thing that like pushed me to like find something. And this was like, we were about to start school again at this point, start of junior year for me. And I actually, for like the first week of school, I was still doing athletic training. I was Mm -hmm. like, I can't make a decision, but 
I had like this very strange like feeling. I was like, I think this is like wrong. Like I don't, I don't know why. Like I don't really know if I had been praying about it at this point, but I was like, something feels like I need to change something because it's hmm. not working. This is giving me way too much stress and anxiety. And I also don't think I want to do this the rest mm -hmm. of my life. Yeah. Like after freshman and sophomore year going to like clinicals, which you're either in like the athletic training, like, I don't know if it's a lab, but it's like the, the main room at Kent. It's like mm -hmm. you're either in there or you're at like a clinical site, which might be a high school or like a PT center or something. So you're either like doing that or you're at like a high school game and yeah. you're, you've seen a lot of games at this point. And it's just like, this is not as, not as, uh, not as fun as I you know thought it would be because yeah. Yeah. you're actually like working the game. So you're like not able to like just sit there and watch. And you're also not seeing like all the highlights of the game. You're, you're seeing a lot of boring stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and I also like, I think I had quite a bit of anxiety about like, what if I'm here and like someone breaks their neck and I have to like go do something and like yeah. I'm in charge of people's lives and I don't know if I want to do that. Yeah. So I actually like called my mom and talked to her about it. Um, one day it was like maybe four days into the, the semester and she was like, yeah, it sounds like you maybe shouldn't do this because mm -hmm. you're saying a lot of negatives and not a lot of pros. Yeah. Um, so the next morning, um, I was like, all right, let me get an advising, advising appointment to like talk to an advisor about this. And so I got an appointment and I was looking into some majors. I wasn't really sure what to do. I was like, I just need to like get out of this, change it. And I think I had that confidence that like, because I had done like um, I had credits like going into college. Like I, maybe I wouldn't be like as far behind if I yeah. changed like halfway through. So I went into the advising appointment and luckily I had an advisor who I felt like strangely comfortable with. And mm -hmm. I wasn't like too, um, too like anxiety ridden, which I am with some new people I meet, mm -hmm. especially like someone like maybe who has more like authority or something. Mm -hmm. So I was talking to him about like what I would do with like my, with majors, um, told him just like, yeah, like I've been in here for two years doing this. I don't really like it. I need to change. And I think he had like a really cool way of like understanding me. He was like, I can tell like you're a very like smart kid and like you're in something that like, isn't really like, you can tell it's not going to be like for you or you can just have that like intuition. Common, Common sense, sense <laughs> intuition. Whoa, that's, that's full crazy. <laughs> but I, I don't know. He like it felt like he like understood what I was going through at the very least. And he was like, "How about we like just get you in like a general like degree so that you can like get locked into something and like try it out for a semester mm. so that you don't have to like be in athletic training anymore." I was like, "Okay, that sounds good." So we basically came up with, um, it's what I graduated with. It was um, Integrative Studies, which is like a program that does like, um, you can choose like different concentrations. Yeah. And we ended up doing business and entrepreneurship for me. And he was like, this looks like it shouldn't hinder you graduating on time. So mm -hmm. like everything checked out and looked good. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. 
So I wasn't planning on changing it that day, but it just happened Yeah. Mm-hmm. and got a whole new schedule and that was all good. Now, actually at the end of like our meeting, he was like, so what do you do like besides school? And I was like, well, school's kind of been like everything in my life, like for many years now. Mm. So I like don't really have like, I had like a few like friends from my major, which are actually my roommates right now, but mm. I didn't really have like that many like friends and not many interests. Um, so he was like, well, is there anything you can think of? And I was like, well, I mean, recently I've been going to this Bible study at my old church and like been looking into Christianity mm. and like within like two, three seconds, he was like, I have the person to talk like, to talk to you. And he was like, Monica, Monica, come in, the, come in here. I have someone for you to meet. And if anyone listening doesn't know who that is, Monica Walker, she's um, someone part of Freedom Fellowships mm. and she works in the advising office. So basically he pulls in this random girl that I don't know into the, the room we're meeting in. And he's like, so this is Josh. And, um, I know that you're a part of like a, a church or a Bible study on campus. Like, could you, could you tell him about it or like give him someone to contact? And she was like, yeah, like, absolutely. Like she hmm. gave me a card with uh, someone's name on it. And I was like, I'll, I'll take this, I guess. And, uh, <laughs> I maybe do this later. I don't know. Um, and just like, I left that, I left that meeting, um, shortly after. And I was just like, wow. Like I feel like a huge weight is like off my shoulders now. Hmm. And I kind of just like went into like some old habits of just like, all right, I have these new classes. Let's just like do good at school for a little bit and kind of like started doing my life a little differently. Um, but like still pretty similar, like just go to class, do good in school. And I don't know, for a little while I was like, okay, but then like still had like those problems like anxiety or like was still struggling with sin. And after a couple months I was like, Oh yeah, I have this card Mm -hmm. that I, you know, maybe should like look into or like contact this person. Um, it was funny. I actually like looked at that card and your brother's name is actually the name on that card. Calvin. Yeah. Um, but like I, what I ended up doing was I emailed Monica and I was like, oh, I don't know if I have this card because I, I don't really know why I did this, but I emailed <laughs> her and I was like, could you like give me someone to email? And she was like, oh yeah, here's, a, I don't know, another email. And this was Jack Siple's email. Mm. Um, so random. Yeah. <laughs> so I basically just emailed him and I was like, hi, my name is Josh, but uh, you don't know that or you don't know me. <laughs> Um, but I met Monica a few months ago and she gave me your email. Can I like meet up with you and like learn about like this Bible study that you're a part of? You probably made his entire week. Yeah, literally. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Cause like when he eventually like told me about his whole, like, um, his situation, he was like, you were literally like an answered prayer Aww. in terms of like, he was looking for someone to like, um, reach for the Lord. Cause he was like not finding success with other people mm-hmm. essentially, but That's yeah, really cool. it was really cool. That's actually really cool, which I realized <laughs> I just said that, but because like God is just so 
cool and he is so loving and so generous because not only was he working in your life, but he was also working in Jack's life, Mm -hmm. which is just crazy because that's two people at the same time. But he also works in everyone else's life at the same time. Very wild. Yes. I think it is like when you are able to like maybe look back at like your story, you can kind of like see the bigger picture that you weren't able to see. And it's like all these people like being connected. It's like, that doesn't just happen. Like that is planned. That is like the creator doing what he does. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. He's working and like, he's playing 4d chess over here. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, meanwhile, he's like crafting this master plan. Probably the moment that you screamed, Lord. Yeah, Mm. absolutely. He was probably like, all right, you called out for help. Let me orchestrate this. And he's like, yeah. I'm going to work mm-hmm. with your pastor, Zach, there. Yeah. I'm going to work with Sipo. I'm going to work with you. I'm going to send Monica in. I'm going to give you this exact advisor. Yeah. And he's like mm-hmm. orchestrating this whole entire plan. Meanwhile, he's doing that in everyone else's life. That's calling out to him. Yeah. Yeah. That just shows uh, how great the God that we serve is. Mm-hmm. And it's a good just example, too, of like what happens when you say yes to the Lord. Like, mm-hmm. You said yes in the tiny step of like walking outside and screaming. Jack said yes in like wanting to follow the Lord and asking for someone. Monica says yes every single day when she's in her office inviting people to IP. Yeah. And like, look at what the Lord can do with our tiny little baby steps, which is really cool. I realize we haven't even, we're not even done yet, but I just have to throw all those nuggets in there because I thought it was really cool. But then... Mm -hmm. What I know is the next steps is that you then three weeks after coming to your first home church, you came to Florida with like a hundred people that you literally <laughs> did not know, which is insane. Yeah. I, to this day, I still am like, wow, I did that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. Really cool. What year was that? that was last after, year. Last year? Last spring break. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that is a... Uh... Step and a half. What was that? I thought I was the yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, oh, damn. So, yeah, just, uh, I mean, consolidate everything here. So you've been um, coming around for about a year and a half, right? That would probably be correct. Sure. Uh, let's see. So I started coming out... Like I met with Jack and then started coming out. This was, this was in like in February. Um, so that would be like February 2020. Two? Two. <laughs> Last year, right? Yeah. So it must have been like spring break 2022 yeah. was when I went. Yeah. Yeah. So it must, yeah. Yeah, you can check sense. it out on his um, YouTube channel, ch- channel Joshua One Nine, maybe. Is it Joshua One Nine? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it'll. Yeah, it's there. It's on. <laughs> um, yeah, haven't uploaded in a while, but like, it is there. Mm-hmm. Um, testimony, which I think it like felt really right to do that, like make those videos. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean. That's like a side note, but yeah. yeah. No, I think it's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, let's, uh, let's hit on what has, um, you had a lot coming in to like that moment that you reached out to Jack. 
and from when he started coming around, you had a, like a lot of pent up stuff between you and the Lord, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of anxiety, a lot of changes. Um, and so, how have you seen the Lord um, changing in the past year, um, and what victories have you had through that? Mm. Yeah, I. It's funny how like when I think about it, like after like starting to come out to like Nitro, um, what I was, I guess like going through, um, it was sort of like still happening, but like when I first like started going out, I like noticed like how the body of Christ, um, specifically like, I guess like what I would say is like, I specifically saw the like these um, these people that I didn't know were like genuinely interested in me. And like, Mm -hmm. I wasn't used to that, like at all. Um, and I was still like pretty hesitant, like to like open up to people, but like I noticed the change of like, I was, I felt more comfortable doing that because I was like, well, these are like Christians and I like know from my past, like these are people who like are generally good people, Mm. but like it was still, still very different where I was like, Christians who I used to know were much older or very young kids. And there wasn't like, there definitely wasn't like a, an adolescent or like young adult presence in yeah. my church as a kid. So like, I wasn't used to that. Like people, um, like young people who weren't, who weren't adults quite yet, but like were in that like, yeah, late high school, college age who like, were on fire for the Lord. And I noticed that like right away. Mm. And I think the changes I started to experience were like, I was able to like open up to people and like share like what was going on, which eventually became a lot more like later, but, um, something that like, I mean, you guys have mentioned it. Like I went on the spring break trip, like Mm -hmm. literally like three weeks (laughs) after starting to come out to nitro and like, people like still are like, dude, like that was crazy. Like you went out like three weeks Mm -hmm. later, like that's like a huge step of faith. And I was like, it it, it really was like, I just like, if I felt like so welcomed, Mm -hmm. like it didn't really feel like, um, something I'm like hesitant towards doing. Mm -hmm. Like there was like some scheduling stuff I had to figure out, but I was like, I want to go. Like if like, if the Lord really wants me to go, like he'll provide a way and like it, ended up being like the greatest like occurrence. I was like, everything clicked and it just like happened. And I was like, yeah, this is like a huge yes to like, this is where I need to be like with these, with these guys and girls. That's so cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. And I think like that specifically that trip, like, um, like jump started like my, like, I guess like new walk, like with the Lord, Mm -hmm. Um, cause like coming back, it was like almost summer, but cause it was like end of spring break. So April, um, and I was like, I want to like be more integrated. I want to like get involved. And I was like, so excited. And then like, it continued like still being involved, like in the summer. Um, and then starting like senior year, I really like started to see like, because of like, um, that I hadn't had like really any friends or like anything to like, 
I guess, devote time to besides like school or just like myself, basically. Mm-hmm. I just, I saw like, I wanted to like love other people. Mm-hmm. I wanted to like get to know people more. I wanted to like take the Lord seriously. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like, I had that base as a kid. Like I grew up and I had like still some stuff like, you know, rolling around in my head. I'm like, I remember that. Or like, I think, um, one thing that was really cool was like my, my mom was really good at this. She would like, um, she would read a lot to us and like some, sometimes it was the Bible and Mm -hmm. I would like definitely remember like, Oh, I remember that, like that verse that would always come up or, or stuff from like Awana's where they had like, you memorize verses and like do that. I was like, I remember this from that teaching or whatever. Um, but I think like the huge change that I saw, like specifically, um, I started having like less and less like anxiety and Mm -hmm. I started having like a lot more like, um, selflessness where Mm -hmm. I was like, not necessarily thinking about like, what, um, what do I want? How do I get like what I need? Where it's like, maybe not even necessarily thinking about like, what other people like would need. But I was like, what does God like want from me? Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. this, I'm starting to see, yeah, I was like having a whole mindset change essentially where it was like, he has been there the whole time. I realized this later. I was like, he's always been there. He's like guiding my life. And cause I wouldn't have gotten to this point now if he wasn't doing that. And I was like, maybe I should consider like, what does God want? Like from my life? Cause he, from what I believe, I hadn't thought about it for a long time, but it's like, I believe that like, he is the creator of everything. And like, he cares about me cause he created my life. And it's like, I believe that like his, his will like will be done, but it's like, we have like the choice to be like, I'm willing to be open to like, uh, have an open heart to like what you want for my life. Mm -hmm. And I still see that like today, but like definitely like a year ago, let's say I was like starting to see that, like start to happen. I was like, I want to like know the Lord more to like, see like, what does he want for my life? Mm -hmm. What does he like put in front of me where I can like do that and not be like, I'm only going to focus on like what I want and what is going to make me more comfortable. It's like, loving other people or, um, focusing like maybe not on school. Like right now it's like maybe other things like are going to be like actually more important in the long run because the things of this world are passing away. Like school is like, yeah, if he gives you the ability to be good at school, like you shouldn't necessarily be like, I'm going to just throw it all away. Yeah. But like, what is the center of your life? Yeah is like the huge question I would always ask myself. Mm. Um, so I think I've answered the question or it's like the big yeah. change was like yeah. my like perspective shift of like, um, not being on myself, but on like, at the very least, like I wanted to like look at God and be like, I don't want me to, I don't want to put myself in his place. Yeah. I yeah. guess. Yeah. That's really cool. Well said. Yeah. Very well said. Well, you graduated. 
Praise that happened. Lord. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you you landed the highest paying job in Northeast Ohio, <laughs> Freedom Fellowships. Yeah. yeah. Um, I only need the 20 hours because it's paying so high. <laughs> yeah. I don't even need. I don't even need more. Um, it's been um, it's been really cool getting to know you and know you a lot more now. Mm-hmm. Sitting down, but um, yeah, you've been doing a good job too. So it's been uh, really glad to have you on board here. Thank you. And um, yeah, man, it's uh, you have a powerful testimony. If there's one thing yeah. I can say, um, what is so clear from your testimonies, I mean, in, in everyone's testimony that I've ever heard and that we've done on this podcast. Of course, the Lord's there, and you, you can see the Lord orchestrating. Mm-hmm. But specifically with yours, Josh, I see the Lord's fingerprints from day one, like how we just orchestrated this beautiful plan to get you in a perfect situation. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. To then just bless you, and like even the fact that like COVID happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like how, like if you were to come to the realization, like okay, I'm gonna, I need the Lord now. And then you were to meet Cyple in February. And then a mm-hmm. month later, COVID were to happen. That would have been fucked. Like, that would have just kind of, you know, yeah. tarnished that and could have, like, you know, hindered um, you stepping forward and taking that step of faith. But rather, he just orchestrated this beautiful plan, perfectly timed, to answer you when you cried out for help. Mm-hmm. And I, I just see that so um, perfectly there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, very beautiful testimony. Praise the Lord. Um, of course we, we do end on one certain question <laughs> and, uh, Amia usually asks that. I do. Yeah. Um, in just a couple words or a sentence, what would you say the Lord has saved you from? Hmm. I wish I had thought about this question more before, <laughs> but he saved me from not taking that like second step in like your Christian life. I, th- I think I've heard it said where it's like, if you're, you're saved, there's like that first decision to be like, I accept Jesus as my savior. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, there's the second step of like, you're going to be actively like walking with the Lord, or maybe that's not the exact like yeah. second step, yeah. but it's, mm-hmm. it's definitely like, I, I believe that like I was saved as a kid, yeah. but if, um, if I hadn't, if things hadn't happened a certain way, um, and I guess like if I hadn't had like a willing heart, um, to God and like him coming into my life, I could easily see like that other, that other life I could have lived where it's Mm -hmm. like, just like not like I'm definitely living apart from God, like just going about life. It's probably, probably fine life, but it's sort of like empty and it's not meaningful. And like, I'd get to the end and I'd be like, that's it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Cause you could have just been that, that Christian, like Mm -hmm. just like that labeled Christian, Yeah. but he saved you from, um, uh, not being able to experience salvation here on earth Mm. and, uh, making that second decision of committing your life to the Lord or, uh, scripture says picking up your cross daily. Yeah. Um, that, only do by doing that can you experience what salvation looks like here on earth. Mm-hmm. Salvation's gonna be great in heaven. It's gonna be much better here on, than here on earth. But um, dude, it's damn near great experiencing salvation here yeah. on yeah. earth. Yeah. And yeah, um, yeah you, now 
making that decision, Josh, you'll be re- rewarded in heaven. And uh, praise the Lord for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It was great to have you on, man. Yeah. Yes, thank you very much for having me. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, cool.